G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 485 of the Trainsmooth podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com, and while you're there, I just posted just less than an hour ago, um, Kinchogi's um, marathon training program. So just, just jump on there and have a little look, spoil yourself. Jeez, he, he was good during the marathon, uh, the Olympics. Oh, when he attacked, I stood up out of my chair and I go, 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 go. Oh, I've got excited. Yeah, loved it. But anyway, yeah, sorry, I'd hoped to have done a lot more of these episodes in the last few weeks than I actually have. I've been um, nursing my wife who's been in and out of hospital for the last few weeks and I just haven't had any time. I, I really thought I'd have time to just jump in front of a mic every every morning and start dribbling crap. I even had a, a list of, if I thought if I don't get the questions in every day, I'll come up with a topic and start talking about that particular thing. But absolutely none of that happened. It's uh, hopeless. But um, it, it's funny that uh, um, in and out of hospital, as I mentioned, with my wife. And then on Sunday... I was at the on the northwest coast of Tassie watching my son play basketball in his rep team, and at the they had their last game for the for the day, and after it the game was done and everyone starts wandering around and calling it quits for the day. My son stayed on the court shooting hoops and just knocking around, being a fool. And so my daughter, who was very rarely comes to these things, turned up. She came. And she thought it'd be fun to jump down on the basketball court and shoot hoops and knock around with him. And she's wildly unathletical. And so, generally when she she does something like that, you know it's not going to end well. But anyway, she's on the basketball court and she's... Um, something happened. I didn't see it, but she she fell and I turned around and she's on the ground. And I, and I go, oh, come on, get up. And she, she's staying there. She's laughing and and she clearly wasn't getting up. So I walked over and I gave her the hand up. And I said, come on, let's go. And she's hobbling. And so didn't think too much of it. Because she, she's, she's, you know, dealt with the puss gene a little. She's a bit can overreact and so um we drive an hour and 20 or so back home she mentions nothing about her ankle or leg or whatever i get that we get home i open the door and she's still in the car and i go come on stop mucking around and she's still she's there laughing and carrying on and i think oh for goodness sake and so i walk out, go back to the car and she's i go what's up because uh, you know she's not moving and time's really ticking away from me i had to get you know all the school lunches ready the next day i had to you know get dinner ready and then clean up and all that good stuff and i still had a bike ride to do and i'm thinking man the way way this evening's going i'm going to be on the bike jumping on the bike at 10 o'clock at night and that's all i could have in my head and and I looked. She goes, I can't put my shoe on. And I looked down at her at her ankle, and it and I go, bloody hell, what happened? And she, it's at first I thought it was dislocated. She's dislocated her ankle. It's huge. And um and I go right out, come up. And so I I said oh, right out. I'll fireman carry you inside the house, and she would have no bar of that. No, no. 
and so I so I help her inside the house, and I said, "Oh, give me a look." And and I, can you do this? Can you move? Can you do this? You couldn't do anything. And I go, "Well, give me a look at your other ankle." And there's no movement. And I go, "Why are your ankles so stiff? I've never noticed this before." And I go, "You'd have to have the stiffest ankles on earth, bloody ridiculous." But her ankle, this sore ankle she rolled, is massive. It's like they've just stuck a cricket ball in in under her skin. So I go, "Right, out, let's go to the emergency room." So, so and then I'm thinking bloody bike ride i'm going to be on jumping on the bike at midnight the way this is this night's going so i take it to the emergency room and on the way there i'm giving her the lecture saying look i don't want to be in here any longer than we need to you need to you know have excruciating pain in the face you've got to look like you're deaf warmed up um if you can maybe shake a finger or two constantly and breathe heavily that'd be even better when they start talking to you about what sort of pain you're in just tell them you're in severe pain and if for some reason they do that number chart you know between one and ten where it's your pain level you say 15 okay we we don't want to be sitting in that waiting room at all we want you to be rushed straight through um and things can start rolling they can do the x-rays and all that a lot quicker then and we're not going to be there for hours on end and and i and i and i said you've got to pretend you're christopher skates you know like an old bloody mafia boss that's on trial for his life that they look like they're deaf warmed up you got to look like that and she's okay 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 and so i said i'll pull up at the front you jump out i'll get a car park and i'll come back and then i said i'll grab your wheelchair and that turns out quite quite an effort they just don't you know that it's a fair bit a bit a fair bit of effort to try and get get a wheelchair to will a patient in but anyway um we get her in and and i and again i go as we're going in i whisper deaf warmed up okay and she goes yeah and so i and so i instantly do all the talking and i said oh you know she rolled for i think i think it's dislocated if it's not dislocated it's definitely broken she's in severe pain i'm carrying on you know about about all this like a real concerned dad and they go oh, okay and they start asking her questions so how's it feel ah uh, all right and i shot her a look like uh game plan and they say so what sort of pain you're in oh it's not too bad and i've just shot at the filthiest look i go thinking are you for real where after all i've just carried on with you about just going you know oh. and they go, so they pull out the number chart which i kind of thought they i thought oh she, she's gonna say a pretty high number here they go so out of one to um ten what's your pain thinking please say 15 or 12 or any anything over 10 at minimum just anything and she goes oh a six and i'm thinking are you for real i just wanted to bang my head against the wall i'm thinking you know if if you stuck with the plan they would have put their five best doctors on the case you'd be stuck to you'd be connected to a morphine drip within the next three minutes and we'd be out of you know they'd realize that we're not as urgent as we're making out and you we can get pushed along anyway we got we got taken right down that 
um, emergency list. We had to wait, and we was, the emergency room was just packed, and everyone's coughing and carrying on. I'm thinking, oh god, I just, I just oh, I wanted to cry. But anyway, we finally got in, got the X-ray done. She didn't break it. She didn't. She, it was a pretty nasty sprain. She's in a, a moon boot, and and I and I'm. I'm saying, and I, I'm saying, why did you do that? Oh, I don't know. Okay, you just had to stick with the stick with the plan. I go, if you, the rules are when you come to emergency, even if you've got an ingrown toenail, you've got to make out your whole legs going to drop off. That so you can get get through that door quicker, and they can look at you, and we can get the hell out of there as quickly as possible. But oh, that was that was painful waiting. But anyway, that's. That's um, what's been going on in my little world at the moment. I think I think I got I think I aged twenty years that one that one night. Anyway, today's question comes from Isaac, who writes. Uh, Isaac talks about he's uh, been following the show on Spotify since two thousand and nineteen, which makes him super awesome. Ah, look at look at he's in lockdown. Um, since my last triathlon in late June, just training only with the intentions to maintain my fitness in all three disciplines. Doing that has also allowed me to rest a bit and recuperate from the 330 days with recovery mixed in that with commitment to 2020 and the beginning of the 2021 uh, i've been i've become a runner lately racing with my wife and i have a few races coming up in september that i will take a crack at and at some pbs Come late September is all about raising my intensity of the training of the training once again in all three disciplines and stay true to my 70.3 I'm in 70.3 Puerto Rico as I've developed more endurance and become more energy efficient as a triathlete, I've noticed that my FTP has suffered as well as my running pace. My FTP has dropped for sure. I need to retest to be 100% accurate. Uh, that all indications is that my base number is 184. And that number in mind here comes question oh, come, uh, the question is if I was racing today as a coach what would you suggest that my power power production should should be like on the bike to complete a 90 kilometers previously I have completed competed in a century 100 miles right around six hours and the 90 Ks in around two hours 57 what would you suggest my power output be? So, first up, I would definitely do an FTP test. Um, and I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that um, if for the people that do FTP tests for for home that haven't got labs and that sort of access, just a plain old FTP test. I'm a big fan of doing that 20 minute time trial and working it out from there. I'm not a, I don't like ramp tests. I, I think we're triathletes. I like the mental, um, the mental side of doing an FTP test. So, uh, and I like doing it this in very similar to 15 minute warm up. 
five minute hard effort um so in in that hard effort is so let's say for your when you do your 20 minute time trial let's say you can hold 300 watts you think you can hold 300 watts for that 20 minutes so that five minutes effort needs to be a minimum of 300 watts for instance so you want a good strong hard effort for that five minutes followed by five minutes easy then you go straight into a 20 minute time trial all out that and break it up into five minute lots so if you think you can hold 300 watts for instance so you're riding um well let's say for yourself um you think you can hold 200 watts for for at a guess um do it for the first five minutes and then you can work out whether for the next five minutes after that you can increase it five watts or ten watts or down or decrease at five ten watts or whatever judge it by ten watts but you need to, that last five minutes of that time trial needs to feel like hell. And in that last minute, every second should feel like about 10 minutes. So you're putting everything into that last, into that 20 minute time trial. I really, really like that from a triathlete point of view. Because um, not only are you working out your baseline numbers on where everything is, um, but you're also. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people are scared of it and so you've got that mental barrier and people aim start heading towards the ramp test or they avoid them altogether because they're just mentally afraid and worried about the numbers and, and all that you be, I wouldn't worry about any of that this is you know as much mental training as it is physical um, testing so you get the number out if you haven't been doing any threshold training at all, your FTP, now generally, rule of thumb is once you get that 20-minute output, you take 95% of that, that's your FTP. There's debate whether it could be 90%. My, from my um, from my little, from what I see, if you haven't been doing um, regular threshold training, your FTP is going to be 90% of, around 90% of that um, power output for that 20 minutes. If you've been doing um, regular th- threshold training, you, you can say it's it's roughly around the 95% of, of FTP. And then grab that number and a quick a quick glance would that be if you can't do two times 20 minutes at 95 percent of your ftp you probably haven't got the right ftp that that would be a, a very 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 rough way of work, working that out so uh and, and to build up to that you can do something like week one uh, like a very hard harder ramp to see to do the two times 20 minutes um, week one, you might do, you know, four minutes at threshold, two minutes easy for forty to sixty minutes worth. Um, week two, you might do some um, eight minutes, eight minutes at threshold, four minutes easy. Week three, you might do um, three to four times twelve minutes at threshold, four four to five minutes easy, and then um, week four, you do the um, two times twenty minutes. That that's just a quick, quick glance. Now, um, as for percentages, numbers, the rule of thumb, and we'll start off with rule of thumb and work out work our way from there. The rule of thumb for an Ironman, you're looking at roughly around seventy five percent of FTP. 
thereabouts. For 70.3, you're looking at around 80% of FTP. Uh, Olympic distance is somewhere around 90% and sprint distances, you could probably go between 97 to 100%. It's only 20 k's and you can just hold on for dear life for the, for the run. That's roughly round about the numbers. But you need to be training for those numbers too. So if, um, if you're not, you can probably take about 5% off each one of them. So, and what I mean by that, if you training for your 70.3 um let's say you're doing three four hour long bike let's see what should be you know hopefully you're doing a four hour long bike ride for instance um you might throw in a couple of 20 30 40 50 60 minutes um at let, let's say okay let's go week nine out nine weeks out six weeks out three weeks out oh sorry let me change all that. 12 weeks out, you might do, um, on your long bike ride, you might do th- three times 20 minutes at 80% of FTP with five minutes at 65% in between or 60% in between. Um, week no, week nine, you might do four times, th- three times 30 minutes at 80% of FTP with around five minutes easy in between. Six weeks out, you might go three or four times 40 minutes at at um, 80% of FTP. Three weeks out, you'd want to do a hundred do a hundred kilometer time trial at minimum 80% of FTP. Um, and then if you can do all them, you know you're really on the money when it comes to the power outputs. And with that F- and with that time trial, you you definitely want to be running off the bike as well. Just So three weeks out, you might do a 100-kilometer time trial with, I don't know, uh, um, anywhere between an 8 to 12 times one-kilometer run off the bike with maybe 30 seconds easy walk in between. The week before, um, so one week out from your race, you might want to do uh, a 50-kilometer time trial um, all out. Just, you know, pushing pushing that with maybe a 6, 6K run off the bike. That will, get, that will give you um, confidence. You're going to get a few things from this. You're going to get confident that you've been doing the training properly you're going to get confidence in the numbers you've been looking at and you're um you you're going to get confident that your equipment and nutrition and everything else works right but ready for race day so you you're testing everything at the same time um if you and for instance if you can't if depends what you've been doing during maintenance um you if you've lost ft you've you've said you've lost fdp um chances are you've probably lost it your vo2 is probably gone down one thing that a lot of um it happens more for ironmen than 70.3s but just get, keep a bit of an eye on it um as you get closer to, to a race, say you're 16 weeks out from an Ironman, or in your case, uh, 70.3, um, you become more race-specific. And um, it can be very easy 
to fall in the trap where volume trumps everything and so you're not feeling well you can't you you should be doing a sweet spot session or or or, or something like that and you think oh man i haven't got the legs because the volume also i'll just do a, a moderate effort ride and just put the miles in all of a sudden you start seeing an athlete's um a vo2 which starts decreasing and so it's important to do some form of training to keep that vo2 up i have um and for for instance i, I got an athlete um who's a who's one of the um like kona athletes that i have he well i I'm, i will change it in the lead up to the, his next ironman because uh, for the last few years we've been keeping it very much the same and it, it must be boring as crap but he never complains for from week 12 through to two weeks out from his race he every we do two but two bike rides on uh, th- on uh, thursday and the b- bike rides go ve- very much like of a morning it's 10 times three minutes at in your vo2 max range three minutes easy and have an afternoon it's a moderate effort ride but that to three time that ten times three minute efforts never changes, and it's one one of the benefits we keep that there is purely to help um, keep his VO two uh, where it is. That's one of the main main key ingredients is why we, why we do that for for him. So we, we, it works really well for him, um, and so I've kept it that way every single lead up to it. But I, I will change it in the in the next one because he's. he's it's going to do his head in otherwise uh it would do my head in it'd have to especially doing 10 weeks straight of doing the exact same session but he, he never complains he does it um you know it doesn't need to be pretty it just it just has to work and it works for him but anyway um but i would try and spend uh, I'm not exactly answering a lot of your questions. I do apologise, but I would look at for your seventy point three, trying to train for eighty percent of your FTP. Now, if your FTP, looking at power to weight, people like talking um, FTP, but the more important numbers is power to weight. Um, it's a flat course, so power to weight is probably not going to be as important as um, power to drag. Um, but we'll talk power to weight, for instance, for for a quick second here. If when you do your FTP, ideally, if you got an FTP closer to four watts per kilo, you're in a good place. If you find that you're around three watts per kilo, it may pay to do a block or two trying to boost that FTP up and um, to get to get that significantly higher. Um, and that's spending a lot of time doing a lot of hovering under threshold so the training's not going to be pretty but um to get that up but but you can get it up hard and fast if if you're aggressive enough um but but you ideally you want to be hanging around a minimum of four watts per kilo as part of your ftp so that that's a quick um just a quick glance number to to keep in mind as well I hope that helps. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, until tomorrow, because I've got a couple of more questions coming through. Hooroo.